This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Double Elvis. So my first thought is that I really hope you listen to part one of Los Angeles or this could get awkward trippier than our time in Atlanta. But if you have listened to part one and you just need a refresher, here is a quick recap of sorts. LA is big. There can be a distortion that emanates from the Hollywood megaphone. There are many broken hearts. There's Cantor's, Kibitz, 1642, Tramp Stamp, Granny's, Hotel Cafe. And beneath the A-listers in film, music, and the influencers in the wild, there is a mountain of nearly untouched gold. The machine is everywhere and it mines that mountain. But some of the gold in them hills is content to stay tucked in the canyons and shine on its own terms. That's why the intimate spaces feel extra special in a city this large in size. Those are the special places where influence actually lives, and LA is better off for having them, for the healthy ecosystem just under the frame. And there is a whole other side of the city we have yet to touch, the beautifully brutal west side, where Compton, Lemert Park, Long Beach, and other artistic hubs rule. Are you refreshed? Good. Let's get back to it. It's a long day living in Reseda, and there's a freeway running through the yard. I'm a bad boy because I don't even miss her. I'm a bad boy for breaking her heart. And now all the vampires walking through the valley move west down Ventura Boulevard. And all the bad boys are standing in the shadows. And the good girls are home with broken hearts. Free Fallen, Tom Petty. LA is a city defined by its urban sprawl. Scattered over 502 square miles of beaches, desert, hills, and valleys, it is a city of contradictions and contrasts. Some of this is incidental, the way the palm trees, possibly the original Los Angeles transplants, take to the Mediterranean climate so many thousands of miles from their ancestral homes. Some of it, on the other hand, is intentional, that one of America's most diverse cities is carved up into racially segregated enclaves by the efforts of city planners and the effects of freeways that cordon each section off to itself is an observation that is rarely lost on newcomers and natives alike. And on the far side of those freeways, diverse and dynamic musical scenes flourish in their own unique microclimates of this rambling, yawning, and ever-expanding town. In places like Compton and Watts, gangster rap reflected the looming menace of life on the edge, where victims of white flight and the slumification of primarily black and Latino neighborhoods were forced to choose between pusher and prey. In the CNN of the ghetto depicted their struggles in blunt, brutally beautiful detail. Meanwhile, on the west side, 
The Good Life Cafe's open mic night became a haven for those artists who grew up adjacent to the harrowing experiences of their fellow citizens, but removed enough to create the antithesis of gangster rap. It was there that the members of Freestyle Fellowship and The Far Side, Jurassic 5, and X to the Z exhibit honed their crafts, planting the seeds for progeny such as Project Bloed, the massive movement whose members Big Brother future star Doja Cat, and whose spin-offs nurtured the burgeoning career of Kendrick Lamar who would go on to bridge the gaps between the heady high-minded musical mischief being made in Lamert Park and the conflict-riddled Compton outlook. Now, the Good Life Cafe is gone, and the places to see live rap music in LA are few and far between. A venue where an actual scene exists is even harder to find. Low-end theory is no more, and there's nary a real open mic night to be found anywhere. Even in a city that birthed huge stars like Snoop Dogg, DJ Quick, Problem, YG, Odd Future, Roddy Rich, and Dom Kennedy, meeting up in person to enjoy the craft seems to be lost in a city ruled by gentrification. And the pandemic only made it worse. By the time you're seeing an artist like Vince Staples lording over the stage at the Fonda, he's already been grinding for years. It's fitting that at the center of everything, at LA Live in downtown, across the street from the Novo, more and more rap acts are being welcomed to ply their trade. What's even more impressive is how more and more of those artists are using the venue to stay connected to the music's roots. The game is well known, a nearly 20-year veteran with number one hits and platinum plaques to his name. But he'll still hit the Novo for a strictly for-the-day ones concert, famous friends like Lil Wayne and Kanye West in tow. The Novo has hosted hometown shows for the city's next generation of burgeoning stars. Drakeo the Ruler, rest in peace, wrapped a line around the block prior to his untimely passing. And Blast kicked off his 2022 with a New Year's Eve gig there. The Novo is hardly alone in keeping support for the city's hip-hop close to heart. You can still catch Kyle at the Palladium, Westside Boogie at the El Rey Theater, and vets like Exhibit and Cypress Hill at the Wiltern. And these are all places where you can get your face melted if you do that with bars and beats. No matter how much the city sprawls and retracts, shifts and restacks the deck, and no matter how much locals bemoan the ever-changing landscape, it's still one of the greatest music cities in the world. And it's still the birthplace of some of the best rappers in the world. An effortless G-Funk melody blaring out a car parked in traffic on the 110 South will always be part of LA's soundscape. California knows how to dream, survive, build, create, and party. Forever and ever. Amen. Sound of Our Town is a podcast about the music that shaped the city you're touching down in, or that you live in, or that you're stranded in for two days because airlines. It's about finding, hearing, and understanding its best music happening right now, and what sounds and places have shaped the city's culture and what new sounds continue to define it. It's about getting together in a room to listen and why that matters, but you already knew that. And you know that whether you're quickly dropping in, landing for a long stay, moving to a new town, or just wandering in your own mind, in each episode of Sound of Our Town, I'll introduce you to the real places and sonic stories echoing in a particular town so that your time is enriched with music. My name is Will Daly. I'm an independent songwriter, performer, and all the things that come along with that. And I'm here thanks to those who seek sounds in the night, venturing out into the world, chasing that connectivity that defines who we are culturally and how to survive all of this. And at this point of season one of Sound of Our Town, we find ourselves at a very special episode eight, 
This is part two of our time in Los Angeles, California, in looking to get our face melted. The puritanical and the purient are always facing off in this city. The haves and the have-nots, and the moneyed and the street fighters. The residents and the troubadours. They are a transient class that all but disappear when the daylight hits. Enveloped into the warm flow of a city known for cars stacked end to end as everyone tries to get somewhere. The troubadours, they only come out at night, suddenly appearing on street corners with an upturned hat full of pennies, in the middle of Hollywood Boulevard or Santa Monica's packaged and pristine shopping strip. When the hat gets full enough or the right person hears a tune, they can get up on stage at the troubadour, the local haunt for literal travelers, a place out of towners always want to gather. Why? To get their faces melted off, to get their minds blown, their hearts broken, to climb up into the exclusive balcony and look across the way at the upstairs green room, somehow sort of visible from the stage and the pit in that creaky balcony where thousands of visitors have looked down on thousands of legends strumming their makeshift instruments. Music won't stop pouring out of the people, even when the vampires are hovering. You gotta go to the troubadour. Who cares who's on stage? It's the spirit of the room that you're looking to find. Locals might eye roll, but they've been a hundred times too. It's easy to take your own gold for granted. This is your shot. Didn't someone you know see a great set here way back in the day? You wait your turn right there, on the corner of Santa Monica Boulevard and Dehaney Drive, just before the line that turns wild and free Club West Hollywood into the uppity manicured lawns of Beverly Hills. Let the bouncer give you a once-over, get your tickets scanned, and hang a left into the anteroom bar to grab that first beer you see on draft. Then trip over the threshold, watch your step, as you make your way into the sticky, dark, and honestly pretty small room where every sight line is oriented toward the stage. The Troubadour is the kind of place where Bob Dylan would drop by after the show was over and get wrapped up in a jam session. It's where the Birds debuted their take on his Tambourine Man, and Buffalo Springfield made their live debut. Joni Mitchell played LA for the first time on that stage, and the same goes supposedly for Neil Young. Don Henley and Glenn Fry met at the front bar where you got your quickly spilled beer, and Chris Christopherson made his own debut in 1970, opening up for Linda Ronstadt. Is that a bill or what? Is that what you want to say you were one day there for? Do you know anyone who lived in LA in 1970? These aren't even the biggest names who have been up on the stage, just some of the earliest. Other acts who've debuted at this venue include Elton John, Billy Joel, Metallica, Pearl Jam, and Fiona Apple. This is the place where Carly Simon met James Taylor, and where James tried out You've Got a Friend for the first time live. Why? Because he heard his opening act, Carol King, play the tune in soundcheck. Your phone lights up. It's your mom. Heard you're in LA. Did you know I saw Bruce play there? Impossible your mom was at the Columbia Records Showcase in 1974, the one that started at 2 a.m. That's quite a flex to keep for herself. You wonder, do you even know your mother? You look up at the stage and try to imagine Bruce waggling and crooning with the East Streeters behind him. Where did he party after to celebrate that night? Was it somewhere else on Santa Monica Boulevard or up the hill at the Sunset Marquee Hotel, an already a haven for entertainers? Phone buzzes and another flex. Your mom's older brother. These two are texting about your trip, no doubt. I got your mom beat. I was there the night Tom Waits got discovered at an open mic, he writes. That's a long shot, right? That can't possibly be true. Herb Cohen was a star maker back then. He knew the troubadour well because of Lenny Bruce. Yes, that Lenny Bruce, the one who was arrested on obscenity charges for what he said up on this stage, a scathing satire of polite society. The haves and the moneyed. 
in everything a troubadour stands against. He did it all without a Netflix special. Good on them, you think, your mom and her brother diving into the 70s. Strange they both had memories here. Until another friend from Seattle messages. Is that build tonight anything like the first Fleet Foxes LA show in 2008? It was even better when they played the Palladium on the Helplessness Blues Tour. Their LA debut was 14 years ago now? Are Fleet Foxes a veteran band? What is time and why is it hounding me? Another memory stirs October 30th, 2009, just before Halloween. A new generation of music lovers gathered before the Spooks came out, chasing the music of a young harpist from London to a show at the Troubadour, one of Florence Welch's first LA shows where she still played the harp herself. Then plenty of shiny-faced youth let their lungs expand and collapse with hers. The dog days were over. This was our new queen. Were you there? Did a friend tell you that story? Why does it feel more real than tonight? Weirdly, though the show isn't slated to start for half an hour, a man takes the stage by himself, seated at a grand piano under a lone spotlight. How'd they haul a grand piano in here? And why does that guy sound, wait, not just sound, but look like Elton John? Is this some sort of cosplay setup, a drag night unannounced? As the throngs pack around the stage, a hazy mix of old and new slipping in and out of focus, 2022 Elton John winks and nods and keeps playing your song. This can't be happening, but it is. Hey, everyone you know said this room is magical. You smell your drink as if that would tell you anything, just to be sure you're not crazy. Your phone lights up again. Hey, it's Dave Grohl. Heard it's your first time at the Troubadour. Enjoy, man. I'll never forget when I filled in on drums for Queens of the Stone Age in 2002. There's just something about that space. Have one on me. Dave Grohl doesn't even have your phone number, but the logic of iMessages and privacy laws don't apply inside the Troubadour. He wanted to get you a message. Pay attention. You don't even know if the band up there tonight might be making a new story. That's what this place is. A place for the have-nots to finally have something. Or where the ones who always knew this kind of currency is the only thing worth having in this city. Turn off your phone. Enough of the outside world. As much as I'd love to have a huge stereo system in every room of my home, I have to admit it wouldn't blend in with my color scheme in each room or leave space for anything else. That's why I listen to my favorite shows and music with my Sonos Roam, the portable smart speaker with size-defying sound. The Sonos Roam weighs less than a pound and it is about the size of a 16-ounce can of soda, a can of soda that delivers incredible sound. While I was listening to Control by Janet Jackson, the vocals were clear and every part of the track was reproduced perfectly and my dancing was uninterrupted. Plus, the Roam has a beautiful design that can fit in any corner of your home. It comes in a few colors, so if black and white isn't your style, you can pick out a Roam in an earthly olive green or a light blue to match your space. So get Roam and get ready for your next adventure. Learn more and shop three new exclusive colors at Sonos.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. For our Vatican stop in L.A., it has to be the one venue that you can go to right off the hiking trail. Located within Griffith Park, the historic Greek theater stands as one of the nation's most beloved and recognized outdoor entertainment venues, wrapping almost 6,000 people in the arms of the surrounding park. Throughout its history, the Greek has played host to some of the biggest legends in music, Elton John, Aretha Franklin, Frank Sinatra, Springsteen, Santana, and many more in between. And like the rest of the city, it has served as a backdrop for television shows and motion pictures. And some signs that the segregation lines of L.A. are fading would be Juice World, making it all the way to playing the Greek in 2019, before tragically passing away at the age of 21. A bevy of hip-hop royalty congregated at the Greek to pay tribute to fallen star Mac Miller. But bookings for rappers are few and far between at stages like the Greek and Troubadour. This speaks to the work that still needs to be done where America divides what performers it deems worthy. Now the Greek and all the famous theaters in LA are the perfect calendar lineup for your time in the city. But travel can be exhausting, and a show sitting among the stars may be the perfect acclamation. Hollywood Forever Cemetery, the place where they lay legends to rest and fans of music go to dance on their graves. No, not literally. Whoever first got the idea to host outdoor shows at this historic, beautiful cemetery in the middle of Hollywood, well, they deserve a medal. Because there's almost nothing better to do than to go to a show in a place that's already made peace with the ghosts who live there. Playing Hollywood Forever Cemetery is another bucket list stage for plenty of artists. Because they know it will be a movement, a night of freedom, celebration, and yes, sometimes sorrow. The tears are just as much a part of live music as the dancing. And nothing taught us that like a complete two-year absence of this cathartic force. For those who have lost loved ones, or are particularly moved or grieved by the wound of legends gone too soon, Hollywood Forever can be an emotional place. Go anyway. Sign up for tickets and commit to bringing blankets and chairs, a picnic or wine. Sit and sip and prepare and let the night fall and then commune with hundreds of other people who want to do the same thing, who listen to the same bands as you. They might be perfect strangers, but a mutual admiration for the songs is a tacit friendship. And if the artists that are playing when you're in town aren't a familiar Spotify presence, or have never been on your must-have vinyl list, add it to your calendar anyway. That's the whole point of a venue this special and rare. It makes the act of attending the show almost as important as who is playing. See if you don't discover a new favorite out there on the lawn. Or make the kind of memory that you cherish. 
and look back on once you're home and remembering the trip. It's a gorgeous place to sit and talk and let the music drone on behind your conversation just as much as it's a place to sit on the edge of your seat or blanket and hang on every word of the song. All different people, all having completely unique experiences. That's the other beautiful thing about concerts. Everyone needs something different from the medicine that is music. And somewhere between First Stop and No Cover is a place that delivered some heartbreaking news at the onset of 2022. A lot of these special rooms have been needing our support for years now. But after COVID-19, they need a hero. Are you that somebody? Because it is now a power that can turn into saving a hidden gem. If you roll into the Dresden and ask who's performing, you are participating in keeping a historical landmark vital after the passing of one of its musical icons. Some are named Marty, and their stages should be preserved. The Dresden is a feeling. It's a throne room. It's where you're so money, baby, and you don't even know it. Made into an iconic spot for those in the know by the cult classic movie Swingers in 1999. The last two decades haven't seen the place change much. Aside from losing one half of the glorious music duo who lorded over the restaurant and bar's less formal side for 40 years. What it will be like now that Marty of the indelible Marty and Elaine left this mortal coil at the age of 89 remains to be seen. But since it opened in 1954, this Los Files joint has been a place where you were lucky to get a table, and even luckier to know you wanted one in this hidden gem. The Dresden has been a haven for all the drinkers and dancers and late night smokers in this town. Because being around Marty and Elaine kept you in proximity to two artists whose passion for decades of making music in one spot was so pure that you could clean up a corner of your heart dirty by the town that usually sucked that out of everyone. No one was up there for the fame or fortune, just the love of the song. When Marty passed, I felt a swell of gratitude for having seen and heard him while sipping martinis, the same feeling I had for Prince or Tom Petty. It still is a hidden gem for a quick stop or a long one, to grab a drink or a snack, to check out who's playing. It keeps the dream alive, baby, while the Dresden looks for the next iconic pairing. Just let them know you were there for the music. There is a rotating cast of musicians on Wednesdays and Thursdays, but grief is messy, and it's hard to recover from the loss of a legend. Now that doesn't mean that sitting in this room, sipping a martini, and listening to the people who are trying to pick up the pieces is not worth your time. Things pass in this city, but that only adds weight to knowing where to go while it's still here. One day the Dresden might be completely gone, torn down, and replaced with the relentless ebb of condos that are beginning to encroach on that old, glorious gal Los Files. For now, the bar is still here, and heading in to pay homage and see what might emerge from the wreckage is absolutely worth your time and money, baby. Two episodes of Sound of Our Town just to get the vibe of LA, and I still can't do all the work for you. There might be some prep that you want to do on your own. So, four places to start that aren't the abyss of Google. Let's start back in 1960 with a debaucherous autobiography, Wonderland Avenue, Tales of Glamour and Excess. And it is just that, but with laughs mingling with the debauchery. A cautionary 1960s, 1970s lifestyle tale with a teenager turned manager turned junkie as its protagonist. Danny Sugarman can't decide whether to live or die in LA. But these pages also contain the most humanizing portrait of Jim Morrison, Ray Manzarek, and Iggy Pop. 
a story that gives you the lore of old school LA along with the receipts and the souls that it took. Number two, This is the Life, the 2008 documentary by Ava DuVernay. It is a study of the alternative LA hip hop scene that flourished in the 1990s in the venue at its center, the Good Life Cafe. Sadly, as we learn, the venue is now defunct. Tale as old as time for so many of the monumental spaces where young MCs cut their teeth and tried their most precious bars on audiences for the first time. It's directed by DuVernay, who herself was an MC who practiced and performed at this open mic and members of the Figures of Speech group. The documentary is now heralded as one of the most important documents of a LA micro scene that is still deeply influential, even decades on. For those who want to get a sense of the creativity, community, and deep fellowship that can exist and does exist in the West Coast hip-hop circles, this just under 100-minute film is the ultimate artifact. Number three, dubbed LA Punk's House Photographer by the Los Angeles Times, photographer and slash co-founder Melanie Neeson recently released a photo book, Hard Plus Fast, that doubles as a gorgeous testament to the long-lost punk heyday of this city. Even if you've never heard of Neeson, odds are you've seen one of her epic black and white photos. Perhaps her most famous shot is a snap of Darby Crash of the Germs and Exene Cervenka of X, each of them scowling on a dirty, cluttered Hollywood rooftop. A perfectly unposed, unpretentious image full of the same insolent energy that drove the entire scene. Hard plus fast is both a memory of an LA past and a reminder that sometimes the music happening right before your eyes is the history. And finally, maybe cap your prep with a viewing of Mulholland Drive. Succumb to the tripped out LA noir frame of mind with this David Lynch classic. The iconic and pivotal theater scene where Betty listens to a Spanish acapella version of the Roy Orbison classic Crying was filmed in Tower Theater in downtown, originally built in 1927 and now fully restored as an Apple store for your handheld theater. Time marches on, I suppose, preserving our stories in digital amber so that they can be made into an AI experience millions of years from now to formally thank those aliens for the CD technology. And nestled between the hills in the 101 and oddly not a long walk from the hotel cafe sits the Hollywood Bowl. It is and will likely always be there for you, but it's also the end of the story for the biggest artists, the last stop, and maybe for this special double episode. One of the 10 best live venues in the world, according to Rolling Stone, BuzzFeed, thetravel.com, and every other list out there. There is no higher live music stage until we play Mars, but it has no more than 30 to 40 shows a year. Maybe you can time your calendar. Undoubtedly, it will be magical. And if there's no show, it is usually dependable for a tour during the day. But if we've learned anything in our exploration, the gold of LA may not be sparkling under its brightest lights, but in the corners where the sound of the town is humming seven nights a week. On June 28, 2009, Adele played the nearly 100-year-old amphitheater, a supersonic trajectory from an intimate room 15 months prior to one of America's most iconic live venues. But if you're an Adele fan, which show gives you more bragging rights? See, awards, sales, streams, followers, best of lists, they have nothing to do with music, with feeling. They are constructs of a business around music, measurements as justification for the existence of a business in art. 
And that is not to say that those working in such constructs don't love and help create art, music, and connection. It's just that music would happen with or without it. Not in the same ways, and maybe not with the same legends we tell ourselves. But it would exist and thrive, and it would still be a necessity of life. Some people will look for the heart of this city's music within the orchestras at the Hollywood Bowl, where the Philharmonic preens and the rich snack on supper and picnic boxes near the stage. But it is much more likely to turn up beating blood red and sky blue on LA's darker streets. In Lemert Park and in Compton where young emerging legends cut their teeth on swap meet tales and MC memorabilia. In Ramona Park where young icon Vince Staples spins sad, wise yarns with a deadpan so good you almost don't hear the pain. Almost. Or in Kibitz on a Tuesday night when you think you can't possibly afford the tickets in this city. You can go see legends for the price of a beer. Ask for the story of this city's music and any Angelino worth their salt will laugh in your face, spit the question back, doubt your integrity in asking. It's not this city's music. It's this music's city. All the Tinseltown execs swear Hollywood has a chokehold on the town's bottom line. And when it comes to money, sure, they might be right. But real heads know, as the hip-hop elders say, the lifeblood of this place is a song. A dream and a song, stacked up in layers over and over until the foundation of this place was built, sturdy and with enough metal to withstand the test of time. If you want to love LA, baby, get ready to get your heart broken. Then go spin that straw into gold. Turn it into your own swan song and watch the angels of this city unfurl their wings to reveal the path before you. Loving LA, learning this city's music, it's about love, pain, and the whole damn thing. Are you still in? Of course you are. The pull of the City of Angels is too damn strong to ignore, even if you've been warned. My friend Gunnar Fox, who dragged me to 1642, also dragged me to see a band at the Eastside Silver Lake Lounge. I thought shoegaze, dirty alt-rock music had no further place to go, but then my face was melted by the Silver Sun pickups, years before they were all over the radio. When I would see them on festival stages years later, I got to roll my eyes at the fawning sea of faces. It was nothing like that first time at the Silver Lake Lounge. Or in Kibitz on a Tuesday in the 90s when there was no home for organic and melody-obsessed music. Or the Good Life Cafe when MCs were locked out from not only the machine but the city itself. Music happens no matter what. And when it does, it often humiliates the gatekeepers, makes a fool of the construct, until they see gold and move in. So you ditch that spot for a minute and grab a martini at Dresden while Marty and Elaine sing Stayin' Alive for the 5,000th time. Or you catch the best new indie band of the month at the Echo. Or a friend calls with last minute tickets to see The Roots and John Legend on stage together for their LA debut at the Troubadour. You do this so that when all is said and done, and the stories of legends of various sizes have been told, you can say those three words that truly identify a sonic nomad, a person in the know, a seeker of unmined gold. I was there. And one more thing. I'm a long way from that office on the 13th floor of Capitol Records, who last month signed the first artificial intelligence artist. That makes sense for the machine. You don't have to have people feigning interest in an actual person playing guitar in an office. You find new music by your phone instead of trying to keep up with the special spots where the new songs and sounds are taking form with actual humans. Humans that might have to take care of their health or even one day want to take a break from the grind. 
An AI artist is the perfect worker, and they won't change their name to a symbol and write slave on their cheek like Prince did. But then, to add to the fable, Capitol Records dropped the AI artist less than two weeks later. The house that Nat built quickly learned that signing a fake artist with racial stereotypes on their IG account isn't a good look. The label issued an apology to the community. The AI artist was dropped quicker than a real one. AI is here though, slowly infiltrating, but they will never fully take over because we will always find our way to an unreplicable dive bar attached to a deli, watching a guitarist with a broken string, a drummer hitting too hard, and a singer perfectly tipsy as they craft a grooving cacophony that is a solve to what haunts us, a reaffirmation of affections, or just a beat that sets our body unexpectedly moving. Every piece of gold starts as an unceremonious nugget, raw and real, the most valuable find. Okay, that was part two of L.A. and we are complete. You've been listening to Sound of Our Town, in case you didn't know. We've got 12 episodes for you this first season and this one makes eight. If you want to chat about the music scene in your city, hit me up on Instagram at WillDailyOfficial or on Twitter at WillDaily. Sound of Our Town is a production of Double Elvis and iHeartRadio. Hit us up on IG at Double Elvis and Twitter at Double Elvis FM if you want us to cover your town, your venue, or your basement concert series. The show is executive produced by Jake Brennan, Brady Sadler, and Carly Carioli for Double Elvis. Production assistance by Matt Bowden. The show is created, written, hosted, and scored by me, Will Daly. Additional writing on this episode by Caitlin White and Aaron Williams. And a special thank you to Morty Coyle. For sources, see the show notes. Music for this episode was composed and performed by me. You can check out my music on Spotify, Apple Bandcamp, and always at willdaily.com. Thank you so much for your support this season. Every share, everyone who's telling their friends about this show, following it on all the podcast platforms that are out there. It is making a difference, and we should be able to keep visiting other towns because of you. I am off to the next one, by the way. I believe you might be as well. We got places to go, music to hear. Thank you for your ears. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.